The title of this document is, Let Not the Sun Go Down Upon Your Wrath. If God created all things, and he did, including our wondrous human bodies, and if he wrote a book, which he did, it's called the Holy Bible, then you would expect breathtaking insights and supernatural foolproof instructions, and that is exactly what you will find. These powerful biblical truths that have been rejected by carnal men are now continually being vindicated by today's science. You've probably heard this accusation against God. What kind of God would allow all the sorrow, sickness, and death? The answer to that question is that man and his disobedience are responsible, not God. It all started with our great-great-grandparents, Adam and Eve. They were perfect. They were immortal, and their offspring would also have been immortal. But they chose disobedience and death. The day they did, they died spiritually. They no longer had the ability to pass on spiritual, real life to their progeny. Consequently, the Bible says man is dead in trespasses and sins, and therefore explains the concept in Scripture spoken by Jesus in John chapter 3, verse 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. We were born spiritually dead, therefore the need to be born a second time of the Spirit. Because of God's desire to deliver mankind, he wrote a book, an owner's manual, dealing with the way of escape from Adam's curse and how to conduct our lives while here. Carnal man has ridiculed that book and laughed it to scorn. Unfortunately for the skeptics, disobeying God's commandments means a curse comes down upon your life. God isn't sitting on a cloud waiting for you to make a mistake so he can drop a curse around your neck. The commandment itself has an inherent blessing or curse. Because God's commandments are always correct, disobeying one has the inherent curse of simply doing the wrong thing. It is the law of reaping what you sow. In today's world, wrath and anger are becoming ever more problematic. The common self-centered mindset of what's in it for me, the promotion of violence, and the state of disrespect shown by and for our fellow man is a hotbed for wrath, anger, and violence. The world community has delved into much social and scientific research to attempt to head off this terrible, contagious epidemic. New organizations, new self-help groups, New medicines and new philosophies have been created to stem the tide of wrath. The problem is huge. Of course, the solution, which has been rejected by academia, is Jesus Christ's new birth experience. We need a new life, not a new leaf. In his word, God deals with the problem and the solution thoroughly. God said in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26, Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Then in Matthew chapter 5, verses 44 and 45, But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven, for he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. Man said, man has created God in his own mind. God did not create man. The Bible was written by men and not by God. Now the record. From the beginning of time, thousands of years before scientific and social research began to reveal the terrible curse of anger and wrath, 
God outlined explicit corrective procedures. Anger and wrath are fruits of the evil spirit. All of these evil fruits bring death because they are spawned in Satan and he is the destroyer. In the study of etymology, which is the study of linguistic science, the study of words and language, there exists the rule of first occurrence. Typically, the primary definition of a word is found in its first use, and God's word, the Bible, is the primary source of first occurrence. The first occurrence of the word wrath is in Genesis chapter 4, verse 5. But unto Cain and to his offering he had no respect, and Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. God was not pleased with the sacrifice that Cain brought, but he was pleased with Abel's offering, and because of that, Cain was wroth. The wrath boiled over, and he killed his brother Abel, the first murder. God's judgment against Cain's wrath is found in Genesis chapter 4, verses 11 and 12. And now art thou cursed from the earth, which hath opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength, a fugitive and a vagabond shalt thou be in the earth. The fruits of wrath are violence, death, sickness, poor economic success, as well as being a fugitive and a vagabond. This concept of the fruits of wrath is obviously played out in everyday life. For example, those given to wrath have a much greater propensity of being fired from their jobs. Those given to wrath will not produce as well as their uncontaminated counterparts on the job or in life overall. Therefore, the land is not yielding its full strength. Due to numerous job changes, for example, those given to wrath must move from job to job, state to state, and in fact are likely candidates for the title vagabond. And yes, those who act out in wrath in many cases become fugitives and help fill the prisons in the land. Wrath and anger also bring sickness and death to those who give place to it. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 17 is one of many verses that shows the linkage of wrath to sickness. Duke professor Dr. Redford Williams, author of Anger Kills, says research shows that those who have an angry response to everyday setbacks are 400 to 700 percent more likely to be dead of coronary disease and other causes by age 50. According to research in the October 1, 1995 issue of Circulation, the risk of suffering a heart attack is 2.3 times higher in the two hours following an episode of anger. Dr. Ichiwo Kawachi, Assistant Professor of Health and Social Behavior at the Harvard School of Public Health, led the research of 1,300 men with an age of 62. The research covered a period of seven years and showed that men with the highest levels of anger were 300% more likely to develop heart disease. Finally, the following excerpt was posted on the web at www.heartinfo.org in an article titled, Anger and Its Effects on the Heart, a Review of Research Studies. Here's what it says. Numerous studies performed in the past few years show a link between anger and increased risk of heart disease. What happens when a person experiences feelings of anger? And how does the heart respond? In the November 20th, 1996 personal health column, the New York Times reported that learning to control anger is good medicine for the heart. Each episode of anger or hostility triggers a physiological response in the body. The heart beats faster, blood pressure rises, coronary arteries narrow, and the blood becomes more viscose or sticky. For people 
who have heart disease. The reaction can reduce blood flow to the heart, creating a condition known as myocardial ischemia. If a blood clot blocks the coronary artery or the ischemia makes the heart beat irregularly, then the responses can result in a heart attack. Many, many centuries before man knew the reason why, God said in his inerrant word in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26, Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Man said that man created God and the Bible is just the words of men. Now you have the record.